We're going to get started in just a minute. But before we do, I want to talk to you about Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. This is what I use for my podcast, and it is fantastic. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. March or Die show. Glad to have you with me today and uh, always so grateful as I come and do my best to present helpful information to you, to know that there is an audience listening, the audience continues to grow, and for that I thank you. I would encourage you as you listen to this show, if you find this content helpful, make sure that after you get done listening, you share it out with others. For those of you that are listening at Mojo, thank you for doing that. So grateful for the relationship that we have there and the partnership that we've had uh, now for the last few years. Uh, again, thank you for listening there. For those of you that are listening on the podcast platforms, and this is found just about everywhere, thank you for listening. It's portable. <laughs> you can take that with you. And uh, wherever it is you're listening from, thank you for doing that. Take some time to subscribe to this show on uh, whatever platform it is you're listening from so that you know when more content like this, when this show comes online, and uh, I'd love to share that with you. And for everyone, please take some time when you get a chance to jump over to YouTube. A lot of content there, and uh, I've been producing videos for uh, quite a while now. A lot of stuff. This show, uh, other content, all designed to be a help to you, and I trust that you'll take some time. Go over to YouTube. You can look for my name, Jeremy Stallnecker. You can find me there and uh, subscribe to my channel. And then hit the notification bell so that you know when this and other content comes online. And then finally, leave me a comment, share this content out, and that would be fantastic. Again, everything that is produced from me is produced with you in mind. I want to help you and help those that you know uh, who may be struggling, maybe just need a different perspective, uh, some additional thoughts and ammunition as you go through life. Uh, I hope to provide that for you. Take some time to check that out. And then finally, I would point you to uh, my blog, which is jeremystallnecker.com. I'm not complicated. I'm not creative. <laughs> it's all my name, jeremystallnecker.com. If you go there, you will find blog posts. You will find links back to my YouTube channel, as well as to all of my social media uh, stuff, all of those places that you can go to follow me on social media. And I would encourage you to do that, jeremystallnecker.com. And one more time, uh, I just want to remind you, i I provide all of this. I create all of this to help you. I've had the privilege over many, many years now through different phases of life, but uh, in all of those phases, focused on helping others, and, and I've been blessed to be able to do that. 
I've received a lot of help along the way, and so much of what I have the opportunity then to communicate to you and to others is what was communicated to me, what has been communicated to me, to leverage some of the tools that I've been given uh, that can help you. And specific to this show, and that's what we talk about here, march or die, what does that mean? It means that in life, you will encounter battles and difficulties and trials. Those things come as part of being alive. But when those things happen, you have to make a decision. And, And this is where most of us find ourselves on a regular basis. It may be daily as you're fighting through some things, maybe weekly, maybe it is seasonally. But you, you find yourself in this spot where you're faced with something you didn't expect, faced with a difficulty you're not exactly sure how to navigate. I want to give you tools. I want to give you perspectives that can help you deal with those things. But it all comes down to you making a decision. Will you stay where you are and die? Again, that death, I, I like to say this as often as I, I can <laughs> because I don't want to be misunderstood. When I talk about death, I'm not talking about the physical kind. Um, there are many who decide because of life's difficulties, that it would be easier not to be here, to take their own lives, that uh, it just isn't worth it anymore. I know that happens. Again, the organization that I work with and for the Mighty Oaks Foundation, uh, we, we confront that head on every day. I know that happens. But for most of us, it's not the physical death that we have to deal with. It's that spiritual death, the relational death, the emotional death. It's that part of us that says it would be easier just to stay where I am, to kick it into neutral, (laughs) to exist, to survive, but not really to accomplish much. It's just gotten too hard. You can do that. That's the kind of death that we talk about. You can decide to die, but make, make no mistake, it is a decision to stay where you are and die. It's a decision. You can make that decision or you can decide instead to put one foot in front of the other and march. So what are you going to do? Will you march or will you die? This is the decision you need to make. Now, I understand, and that's why we have this show. If you decide to march, you need some tools, you need some resources, you need some, uh, we'll say, weapons to deal with those battles and those enemies. I want to give those to you, but it all begins with you saying, I'm going to move forward, I'm going to march, and then asking this question, what do I need to do? And I hope to answer that for you. We've had some great guests on in the last couple of weeks. I've got some great guests lined up, and I'm very excited about that. Um, Some of the folks that will be coming on in the next couple of weeks are people that, uh, man, I'm so so excited to share with you and really personally excited to talk to. And uh, I can't wait till we get there. But today I want to give you some thoughts about uh, really it's something that I've been thinking about and something that I've been been pondering and mulling over in my own brain and trying to understand a little bit better. I've titled this simply, What Do You Do When Day Turns to Night? (laughs) What do you do when day turns to night? Uh, Man, we can look at our world and, and say, well, things have been so good and now they're not so good. How do I navigate this new reality? It was bright, it seemed, things were clear and understandable, and now it's dark and confusing. What do you do when day turns to night? Have you ever felt that way? You're moving along, things are going just fine, maybe not perfect, but going just fine. Uh, You have a sense of the direction that you're moving, you can see the obstacles out in front of you, and then something happens. That something is often out of your control. Uh, Maybe it's something that you don't even fully understand or grasp, but something happens. 
And that once you were moving in daylight, now you feel as though you're just moving through the dark. It's hard to even find the next step. What do you do when day turns to night? I've had these experiences in my life, and so often, again, it's not something that I can explain, uh, not something that I can articulate, <laughs> not something that I can even understand. But everything feels like it's fine, and then it's not. What do I do? You become overwhelmed with darkness. We would say this if we could have a, a coherent thought in the middle of this darkness. I've lost my way. Have you ever said that? I feel like I've lost my way, that perhaps I've moved from clarity to confusion. So many are dealing with health issues right now, and you go from being relatively healthy, from being able to accomplish the things that you want to accomplish, to now focus almost entirely on something that's changed in your health. So many examples that we could give. But in your health, in your physical well-being, you've moved from light to dark, from day to night. Perhaps it's in your finances. This is something all of us worry about. You had a good job. You had some sense of stability. Life financially made sense, and then there was a change, a shift. You had a plan. You had a purpose. You were saving. You were preparing. But the daylight has turned to darkness. What do you do? Perhaps in your life there's relationship friction or even loss. It all made sense. I knew where we were and what we were doing. We seemed to click. Things were happening the way they're supposed to happen, the way that I had imagined they would happen. And now there's friction. Or perhaps even that relationship has gone away. It's lost. I went from day to night. What do I do? What do I do when I find myself in a place of spiritual coldness? <laughs> For those of you that would be people of faith, would be Christian people as I am. You know that although this is not a desirable state, it's one that we'll find ourselves in from time to time on our Christian journey. You feel so close to God. You feel so connected to what God wants you to do and the direction that you should be going. Uh, you feel uh, as though you're walking in the light. But now you find yourself in this place of darkness, spiritual coldness. I don't know how I got here. More importantly, I don't know what to do about it. This analogy makes so much sense to me. I, as many of you know, served in the United States Marine Corps. And in the early days of training, when I was at Marine Corps Officer Candidate School, I was <laughs> preparing to become a Marine officer, which requires officer candidate school, an evaluation period that is, uh, to say the least, overwhelming. We were taught land navigation, and land navigation back in the olden days <laughs> when I was going through officer candidate school involved a map, that is a paper map, and a compass. Uh, so many tools available now, GPS and so many other things that make this much, much simpler, but uh, back then, back in the mid-90s, I was taught how to navigate through the woods of Quantico, Virginia with a paper map and a compass. 
Now, as you can imagine, this is a difficult process for someone that's never been taught how to do either of those things, to use a map or to use a compass. Putting them together didn't make it simpler, but we were taught everything we needed to know. The map we had was a topographical map, so it showed the area we would be navigating in, but it showed it in terms that we could understand height, that we could understand distance. It was made in a way so that we could understand the terrain and where we needed to go based on what the map represented. We would use our compass, understanding where we were. We'd put the compass with the map, shoot an azimuth, the direction, and start moving. We did this during the day, and then later on we would do it at night. <laughs> now, again, if you've ever been through this, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you haven't, you can imagine. Using a map and a compass during the day is much, much simpler than doing it at night. During the day, you have the ability to look at the map to see those lines that show you how steep a hill is and where the draws and the valleys might be, where the rivers are located. You can look at all of that and look at the ground in front of you and, and really, even without a compass, begin to get a bearing for where you are and where you need to go and the best way around the obstacles in front of you. It's light out and you can see what's happening. The compass is an aid. But at night, very different situation. The compass is all you have. You shoot your azimuth, that is the direction that you're going, and you hold the compass in your hands, and you walk as slowly, as deliberately, and in as straight a line as you possibly can from one position to another. That's how you're going to get where you're supposed to go. You can't see anything. You just have to keep stepping forward. When I left Officer Kennett School, I went to another school in uh, as I was preparing to become an infantry officer, I went to infantry officer course. We had to navigate everywhere, but it was much more complex. There were missions that had to be accomplished and things that had to be done and timelines that had to be met. Uh, land navigation was just a part of all of that now. There were those times when we would be given an objective we had to move to. This is all in training. And we would start movement as the sun was setting, knowing that we'd be moving into the nighttime. <laughs> oh man, when I think about those times, I think about how quickly we moved knowing the sun was setting. We can move as fast as we can and get as far as we can before it gets dark. And how much things slowed down as the sun began to set and the landscape became very, very dark. Knowing the light was turning to darkness motivated us to get to where we were going as quickly as possible. But when the darkness finally set in, we didn't stop because we couldn't. But things definitely changed. That's what I'm talking about. The landmarks don't make sense anymore. You can't see down the road, so you don't know exactly where you're going or what's coming up. All you know when light turns to dark, when day turns to night, is what's right in front of you. When I was at officer candidate school learning how to navigate, learning land navigation, when we would do our land navigation tests at night, there were those, <laughs> and I know this is hard to believe, but there were those who would become so overwhelmed with 
the darkness, the sense of loss, being lost, and the way the the woods, the forest, the trees close in on you when things are dark. They become so overwhelmed with all of that that they would just stop. Or they turn around and go back to where they came from. The training area was surrounded by roads, so you could always get out. But they would just give up. It's just too much. In life, the battles can become just that. You know, it's easier to fight a battle when you can see the enemy and you can see the other side. You know where you're going. You know what you need to do. Uh, There are difficulties in front of you, but there is daylight to help you navigate. But when that day turns to night, you know there's an enemy, you know there's a battle, there's a fight to be fought, but you don't know what's on the other side or how you're going to get there. What do you do when day turns to night? I believe there are three questions you should ask and then six things that you should do. So I'm going to give those to you. What do you do? Well, begin by asking these questions. First of all, ask this question, what has changed? That's a great question. What has changed? In our country, because we're so consumed with media and we're so consumed with keeping our minds busy, uh, even busy with things that don't matter, we lack often the introspection that's needed to guide our way forward. It may be that when day turns to night, the first thing you need to do is step back, put everything down, and ask the question, what has changed? We could ask it this way, how did I get here? Things were moving the way they were supposed to. Things were happening the way that they were supposed to. What has changed? You know what that question does? It helps to provide clarity. It helps to provide clarity. It removes the mystery. You know why things have become dark. Isolating that variable is very, very helpful. We'll get into what you need to do later on, but you need to ask the question, first of all, what has changed? Why am I here now? What has taken me from a place of light to a place of darkness? What has changed? Here's the second question you need to ask. (laughs) And these are in no particular order, by the way. Because maybe you need to ask this one first. Here's the question. You ready? Is it true? Or is it just a feeling? Is this true, this darkness that I'm experiencing, is this real or is it just a feeling? It's how I feel, but it's not actually true. It's not actually real. We are living at a moment in time where our society is absolutely consumed with emotion. We think emotionally, we decide emotionally, we act emotionally, we relate to one another emotionally. Intellect and truth have very little place in how we operate as a society right now. (laughs) I could spend many, many episodes of this show talking about that, but to this point specifically that we're dealing with today in your life, not society, not cultural, uh, not the, the culture at large, but in your life right now, when you feel that day has turned to night, when things have changed dramatically, you must step back and ask the question, have they? Or is this just how I feel? Fatigue, bad diet, (laughs) a lack of exercise, a crossword, what's happening in culture and society at large, how much time you spend on social media, all of these things impact how you feel 
but may not impact the reality of your situation. Uh, an example, there are many, but an example would be in your relationships. So often, particularly in close relationships and intimate relationships, as with a husband and wife or with uh, parents and children, uh, we filter the behaviors of others through our own feelings. Your spouse says something to you that they meant no ill will in. <laughs> uh, they didn't mean to be rude or unkind. Perhaps they were just conveying information. But we, we respond to what they said based on how we filter what they said through our emotions. If I feel bad about myself, if I'm tired, uh, if I have not taken care of my body, if someone else said something to me, I am feeling bad, so I take what they said and I process it through those bad feelings, and now there's friction. That's a simple example. There are many. Uh, look at your financial situation. You're planning. You're doing things. You're preparing for your retirement. You're investing. You're working. But you feel like that's now out of control. You ask the first question, what has changed? Maybe what's changed is you have a child going to college or you have an unexpected expense that you have to deal with. Those are not permanent situations. Those are things that can be adjusted. But it makes you feel as though you've moved from light to dark, from day to night, when really it's just an adjustment that needs to be made. How you feel does not reflect the truth. That's the second question. Is it true? Is this true? Or is this just a feeling? Uh, here's the third question. Do I need an outside look? <laughs> Do I need an outside look? Now, truthfully, most of the things we deal with in our lives are relatively simple. They may feel big, but if we process them, if we're introspective for just a minute, if we're asking what's changed and finding the truth versus how we feel, we can adjust course and move on. But sometimes... We've asked those questions, we've tried to understand, and we can't. Well, you're faced with another decision. Do you wallow in your confusion? Do you sit down in the dark? Or do you get an outside look? Do you go to someone that you can trust for a different perspective? That can be so helpful. If you find yourself in a dark place and you don't know why you're there, you can't discern between feeling and truth. Ask someone that you trust, someone that can look objectively from the outside, that's disconnected from the situation, and get a perspective that can help you to see things clearly. Ask, what has changed? Ask, is this true or is it just a feeling? Ask, do I need an outside look? And then once you've done that, once you've asked those questions, there are a few things that you need to do. I'll give them to you quickly. What do you do? Well, why don't you redefine, re-examine, and remember your why. Get back on track. When you find yourself lost in the woods, particularly at night, you move a certain direction for a certain period of time, and something inside says you're going the wrong way. <laughs> I had this experience this morning, not land navigation. I was running a new trail, and uh, it didn't take me long to realize I had taken a wrong turn, and I needed to backtrack. But even when you're in the dark and you're navigating, you can figure out, I've gone the wrong direction. You know what you do? You're taught how to do this. You shoot a reverse azimuth, it's called. You 
go from the direction that you were to a reverse direction back to where you started from so that you can regroup and move in the direction you're actually supposed to go. Don't continue to reinforce bad behavior or bad movement. Redefine your why. Re-examine your why. Remember why. Why did you start? Why did you get involved in this? How did you come to the conclusions that you did when the light was out before things got dark? Maybe you've just lost your way and you need to get back there. Take some time to write this out. Take some time to understand it. When it gets dark, you need to know why you're there. Next, I would say this, control what you can control. This comes up often in my conversations, and I've said this often on this show. You can't control everything, but control what you can control. You don't need to be in control of everything. Faith must be an aspect of your life in order to move forward in a positive way. But there are things that you can control. Take control of those things. You can control getting up. You can control taking care of yourself. You can control uh, getting the pieces of your life in order that may have gotten out of order. You can control asking for forgiveness or offering it. You can control (laughs) not spending money on things you shouldn't spend money on and getting back to investing where you were investing. Control the things that you can control. Often our life feels out of control, not because it is out of control, but because we've stopped trying. Next, do this. Be honest. Be honest with yourself. Not down on yourself, not negative about yourself, but honest about your situation. Don't lie to yourself. Don't pretend things are okay if they're not. Don't pretend things are worse than they are if they're not that bad. Be honest with yourself. Number four, next, I mentioned this earlier, get help. You don't have to do this alone, nor should you. Find someone that can help you. You'll be surprised if you reach out how many people want to help. Get help. Next, don't panic. (laughs) This is on the do category, uh, under the do list. Uh, Do, don't panic. Decide you're not going to panic. Panic helps nothing. Panic helps nothing. I have a son who's uh, younger. He's my youngest. And he goes from calm to out of control very, very quickly. (laughs) He panics. I'm constantly reminding him that panicking doesn't help him figure out what he needs to do next or help him deal with the situation that he's dealing with, and he's learning it, he's growing, he's maturing. That's part of the maturing process. But we do the same thing. We panic. We look around and go, well, all is lost, and we panic. And then we begin to make irrational decisions. Don't panic. Why do I like lists? Why do I like ask three questions, do six things? Why do I structure my conversations this way? Because we need to have a process that we're going through that allows us, when we feel like panicking, to jump into a process that will carry us step-by-step, step, methodically, to the conclusion we need to come to. Don't panic. Panic will not help you. And then six, finally, refuse to quit. Don't give up. I understand that there are times in life when... Day (laughs) turns to night. 
You know, what's interesting is that this is the normal course of things, isn't it? Day turns to night, but night turns back into day, and we continue on. That's how it works. Don't be surprised when it happens. I talk about that often. But when it happens, ask the right questions, and then take the right steps, and you will begin to move forward in a meaningful way. Life is difficult. Life is often overwhelming. The question is not will the obstacles and the difficulties and the overwhelming events occur. The question is, when they do, what are you going to do? Will you march or will you die? Remember, the choice, the decision is always yours. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Really appreciate it. Take some time. Go over to jeremystonlicker.com. You can find all of the other places that you can follow uh, me and more than following me that you can engage with the content that I do my best to provide for you. Thank you. We will talk to you next time. Finding uplifting news in today's headlines is often like searching for a needle in a haystack. At the Story Behind podcast, we believe in the power of finding heartwarming tales and are happy to share empowering stories with you every week. Hear about how Steve Harvey surprised a dying man on Family Feud with $25,000. Get inspired by the note a waitress received from a patron dining alone. And even hear about how one VIP passenger made a hardworking pilot get emotional before his flight. To start listening to the Story Behind podcast, visit lifeaudio.com or search Story Behind on your favorite podcast platform.